0: Hi, it's Barry Moore, back with another Tactical 20 podcast. Welcome to the Active Marketer podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Hi, I'm your host, Barry Moore, and this is going to be another Tactical 20 podcast. The Tactical 20 podcasts are all about giving you an actionable tip, technique, or tactic that you can take away and implement in your business in less than 20 minutes. All right, this is going to be the first in a series about payments, payment processes, shopping carts, everything you need to know about picking the right payment platform for your business. Uh, in coming episodes, we're going to highlight a couple of good products that integrate well with Active Campaign. Uh, and we're going to talk to uh, some of the founders, some of the makers of those platforms, and uh, explain maybe where their platform excels, uh, what audience it's right for, what part of the market it's right for. But we're going to start off with something that's incredibly unsexy and nobody ever wants to do, and that's requirements, right? I get asked all the time, and we're doing this payment series because I get asked all the time, what's the best shopping cart? What's the best payment platform? And the answer to that question is, there is no best, quote unquote, best payment platform. There is the most appropriate to your needs. So what's the best shopping cart platform for me might not necessarily be the best shopping cart platform for you because we have different requirements. So. What I want to talk about today briefly is how to set up those requirements. Um, I know this for a fact, and it's painful. Anybody who's worked in the IT business, and I was an IT manager at some very big companies, um, the end users of the product always want to rush to buying a product before. They they always come in and they say, hey, what piece of software? can We need need a piece of software to do this. Um, And they never fully define the requirements beforehand. They want to rush to a solution before they've defined the problem. And I know from firsthand experience that always, always leads to disaster. So they put in the system and then they go, hey, it doesn't do this. Why well, you didn't say that you wanted it to do that. So before you go looking for any piece of software, especially something as crucial to your business as a payment platform, I think you need to really spend some time coming up with the requirements of what exactly it is that you need in your business. Now, we're not going to dive into, this is a tactical 20, so we're not going to dive into the whole requirements gathering process and documenting process because I know none of you are going to do the whole thing. So what I'm going to suggest is an abbreviated requirements gathering process, and I will put a, a, a checklist that you can download a high-level checklist that you can download and go through when you're looking for a shopping cart. So you want to head over to the show notes, theactivemarketer.com forward slash 63. You can download that checklist. But let's talk about some of the things you should have straight in your head before you go looking for a payment platform. So first of all, you want to break down the features that you actually need in your business because the features, like I said, the features you need aren't necessarily the features that somebody else needs. You don't want to pay for stuff you don't need, but you certainly don't want to pay for stuff and not have that feature there either. So I would suggest you just sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and you write down all the things that you you require uh, in a payment platform. We'll talk about some of those in a minute. And then you break those up into two groups. The must have, like my payment platform absolutely must do this. Um, and then you break up the other group into nice to haves. Like it'd be really nice if it did this, but it's not crucial to my business, right? So uh, you break up those things into groups of must haves, groups of nice to haves, and then go back through your must haves and start ranking them in order one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What's the most important thing? What's the second most important thing? And then do the same thing again with your nice-to-have features. Um, then you have a really straightforward objective criteria, which you can then go and evaluate any potential shopping cart solutions uh, against that criteria. Does it do this? Does it do number one? No. Ah, okay, well, you're out. It does one, it does two, it does three. It doesn't do four, but it does five. Well, okay, we'll put you on the short list, right? So you can use that as a list of criteria when you go to And then you're you're much more likely to find something that you're happy with and that will last in your business than if you just go shoot from the hip and buy one because somebody mentioned it on a Facebook group or someone told you that it was good for that, right? So list of must-haves, list of nice-to-haves, then go numerically rank all those in order of what's the most important to you. So let's talk about some things to look at when you go to evaluate shopping carts, right? So First of all, I would say, uh, how much volume are you going to put through this thing, right? So, if you're just starting off, your business is quite small, and you're only putting a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars through a shopping cart every month, um, you don't need the all singing, all dancing whiz bangery has every single feature in the world, because it's probably going to cost you a hundred, two hundred dollars a month, um, and If you're only selling a few hundred dollars a month, that's a big chunk of your profits is just going to the shopping cart. You might want to fall back to a simpler, cheaper solution um, that's not going to be as a bigger percentage of your monthly revenue. Now, if you're pumping through tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, you know, $100, $200 a month is not anything really that you need to worry about as far as the cost of the cart. So what kind of volume are you going to do realistically uh, and what's the cost of the cart? All right, but let's talk about some of the concrete features, right? So do you want to be able to take just credit cards? Or do you want to be able to have PayPal as well? So do you, want to, do you want to have a single payment form that allows the customer to choose whether they want to pay by credit card or whether they want to pay by PayPal? If that's a must for you and not a nice to have, that dramatically narrows the field. Because there's not very many shopping carts that can do both on the same payment page without taking you away to, say, PayPal for the fulfillment, right? So um, if you're just getting started, you want someone to buy, the very simplest thing to do is just put a buy button on your page from PayPal. Go to PayPal, create a buy button for however much your product costs, drop it on your page, people can pay. Um, but that's going to take them away to the PayPal off your site, to the PayPal site, obviously, and they're going to have to put in their details there. and um, that break in the flow uh, creates friction, and that friction is going to cost you a certain percentage of conversions, right? So just be aware of that. Great way to start. If you want to get up and running quickly, cheaply, great way to start. As your business matures, you might want to have a more seamless, frictionless solution that um, is easier on the customer. So plenty of shopping carts out there that can ju- will just do credit cards. You know, you hook them up to Stripe or One Shopping cart or whoever your payment processor is going to be, Uh, You create your payment form, people put their credit card number in, bang, and away they go. Um, But if you want to add PayPal to that mix on the same payment form, then uh, your options dwindle quickly. So you make sure that's a must-to-have or a nice-to-have for you. Um, Do you need to do just one-off payments, like a one-off payment of, you know, $2,000 $2,000 for your SEO services? Or is it a subscription, like an ongoing thing where you're going to charge somebody, you know, $500 a month? So if it's a recurring, if you need recurring, that narrows the field a little bit as well. So is it a must-have that I have recurring or is it a nice-to-have? Then are we selling one-off products? And I mean, is like someone coming, you know, buying a website from you, for example, for $5,000 are they just buying the website from you? Um, or do you need shop traditional shopping cart functionality where people are, people are gathering products into their cart. Once they've gathered the three or four products that they want, then they check out. So do you need that traditional cart functionality where you're putting multiple products into a cart and then paying for the cart value? Or do you just need someone to buy this one thing? right. So I have this one thing you can buy. Just put your credit cards in, hit buy boom and away you go. So, um, that's vastly different when you go looking for a solution, whether you want traditional cart functionality or whether you just want payment functionality. So if you're looking for traditional cart functionality, then you want to talking about something like WooCommerce or Shopify or BigCommerce, um, some of these more complicated platforms um, that allow you to do that sort of thing. If you want one-off upsell, if you just want one-off products, that's a fairly simple thing to get done. The next thing to think about is whether you absolutely need dynamic upsells or cross-sells. And, um, if you don't know what that is, basically I'm going to buy a product A. I go to check out, uh, the payment platform and shopping cart says, Hey, uh, before you check out, would you like to buy B as well? Right? So based on whatever product A is, it's going to suggest an upsell or a cross-sell, uh, an additional thing to put to pay on the way, um, and even better if that's a one-click upsell. So I put my credit card information into buy product A. I hit I hit buy, and there's kind of an, a, a, an intermediate page before the payment actually takes place. That intermediate page offers an upsell. So, hey, um, before you check out, do you want to buy B for another 50 bucks or another 100 bucks or whatever? And you go yes, and you don't have to enter anything else other than yes, boom. Uh, and when you get to the checkout page, it's charged you to you know whatever the price of A plus B is, right? So... Um, uh, some carts will be able to do that. Some carts will not be able to do that. So you need to make sure you know whether that's a requirement for you or not. Um, a big one is integrations, right? It might be a fantastic shopping cart solution, but if it doesn't integrate with your other systems like Active Campaign, for example, uh, if it doesn't integrate with the rest of your business systems, it's going to be a painful, painful long road for you, right? Because every purchase you make, you know, that's not going to get into uh, your main business follow-up system. So think about what other systems you needed to integrate with and whether your payment platform integrates with those systems and how well it integrates with those systems. Not just that they say, hey, we integrate with ActiveCampaign, for example. How well do they do that? And I'll talk about that a little bit more on integrations in a minute. And the often overlooked thing, too, is um, customer management and metrics, right? So once somebody buys from you, that's great. Now Everyone focuses on getting that sale and that checkout. But once somebody buys from you, they're a customer now. So you may have to go in and find that purchase. You might have to refund all of it or part of it. Um, You may have to change their credit card number once their credit card expires. So how easy is that? How do you know when their credit card's about to expire? Especially a very important question. um, When you start talking about subscription businesses where you're charging so much per month uh, and and they've paid with a credit card, well, at some point that credit card's going to expire. All credit cards expire at some point. So is your cart going to give you a heads up when that credit card expires? When it does expire, um, is it going to try and rebuild that customer? Does it make it easy for the customer to go and amend their credit card details? Hey, Barry, your card's about to expire. You know, Click on this link and put your new credit card information in, right? Um, you'd be surprised at how many carts don't actually have that functionality in it. Right, you have to manually find that person's credit card details. You might have to get them to sign up again, right? So think about customer management in the long term, especially for a subscription business. Uh, Customer management in the long term is pretty important. It's going to save you a lot of time if there's good customer management features in there. Uh, And then the other thing, the other post-sale thing you want to think about is how good are the metrics? Right. So when you log into your shopping cart platform. How good are the metrics there to tell you how many sales you've had? What, you know, What's our monthly revenue this month versus last month? Is it better? Is it worse? How many subscriptions do I have? Um, you know, what kind of cards are going to be? How many people have expiring cards coming up? How many people refunded? How many people canceled? etc. So those kind of metrics that really are important to your business. Some shopping carts do that really, really well. Some carts have none of it. None of it at all. Um, I was really surprised. I was testing out one cart doing some test transactions. Transactions went through fine. I went back into the cart to find those transactions and they were nowhere to be found. There is no transaction history in the cart itself. And I, I contacted the cart makers and I said, hey, how do I go and amend or, or, or even just view um, a transaction? So Barry calls me up or Barry sends me an email and he says, hey, you know, I had a problem with this transaction. I need to dive in and find that transaction again. Um, how easy is that process, right? So... This particular cart, and we went back into the cart, and there is no transaction history at all. And I said, "Well, where's the transaction history?" And they said, "Oh, you, we have to go into Stripe for that, or you have to go into PayPal for that, right?" So they were doing none of that customer management uh, in the back end at all. Uh, very, very, pain, very, very painful. So, uh, and then the last thing I'm going to leave you with is, do you need an affiliate program? And what I mean by that is, um, are you going to have people selling your product? Uh, on your behalf, right? So basically, someone has a link, they send some traffic to you, um, that traffic buys, and, and you want to give that person who referred you uh, a commission for the sale, right? So, does your cart have affiliate programs where you can get other people selling for you, which is nice to have as well? So, do you need that? Have a look at what you actually need, sit down, make a list. Write down your uh, must haves. Write down your nice to haves. Rank them all out. So those are some of the things to think about when you're looking at features that are, you know, that can be important in a shopping cart. And again, volume is a big thing as well. So, you know, are you putting 10 transactions through a month? Or are you putting 10,000 transactions through a month? So, um, think about that as well when it, when it comes to evaluating the price of that particular cart. You know, you can get stuff. PayPal is essentially free, other than the transaction volume. Uh, you know, you can get shopping carts starting at 9 bucks a month, uh, all the way up to hundreds of dollars a month, right? So there's a big disparity in there. Uh, how much of that shopping cart cost, uh, how much is that eating into your revenue? Is it 10%, 100%, 50%, or is it like 2%, right? So take that into account as well. Uh, and then I'm going to close on integrations here. So when you're looking at integrate, does it integrate with product X? So in this, let's just talk about ActiveCampaign. So Um, does your product integrate with active campaign? Does your cart solution integrate with active campaign? Now, yes, not all yeses are created equal. And what I mean by that is there's a number of different ways you can integrate and a number of different levels at which you can integrate. Right. So let's talk about some of those. So some people integrate really, really well with active campaign and some of it's just shit. Right. So, there's a couple of different ways you can integrate. One is API integration. Uh, if you don't know what API is, Application Programming Interface, it's just a language that allows one product or one system to talk to another system, right? So the cart can talk to Active Campaign via an API where they pass information back and forth in the background. Now, not all APIs are created equal either, and we'll talk about that in a second. So API-level integration is product A talks directly to product B. Right and 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 the developers have have wired the product that way. The other way to integrate is to go through some third party like Zapier or Zapier, however you want to say it um or something like if this, then that basically, these are kind of like switchboard applications where product A talks to Zapier. And product B talks to Zapier, but a doesn't talk to B right They only talk to Zapier and Zapier acts like a switchboard. It says right there's a new purchase in product a. We need to take that purchase information and put it into product B. Um, and the reason that those things are so popular is because if I have an application like a, you know a shopping cart application, I want to integrate with 300 things that's a lot of that's a lot of coding if I'm going to do an API to three hundred different things and then someone's going to change your API and everything's going to break. So, however, if I have my shopping cart application and I just write an integration to Zapier, I automatically get integration with everything that Zapier integrates with, right so boom, I get three hundred you know in instant integration with three hundred different products, so that's why everybody does it but uh Zapier is kind of a listen then do kind of thing where it listens for a new purchase, boom, hey, there's a trigger here for a new purchase then you have a set of instructions you want followed right take this purchase information put it into active campaign with this tag and then put it into zero as a new customer in zero for example right so the good thing is you can integrate with multiple applications via zapier um the bad thing is you know it's not as tight as an api integration so you get native api integrations or third party integrations now when you talk about the native integrations uh, and even zapier to some extent um all integrations are not created equal right so you can integrate at a number of different levels you can integrate at only a list level and this is the worst right so for your shopping cart says hey new purchase and it says I integrate with active campaign you go to the integration settings and it says add new purchase to this list right which means I have to, in the back of Active Campaign, I have to have a list for every single product then, right? So product A has to go into list A, product B has got to go into list B, product C has got to go into list C because we can only integrate at a list level. Kind of rubbish. You might as well not do it at all. Um, with the marketing automation platform like Active Campaign, you want to be able to tag people as they come in, right? I want them to go onto my main list or I want them to go onto my customer list with tag product A, or with a tag that says product B, or with a tag that says product C, right? So I want them to go on my customer's list, and then which automation, which post purchase automation fires, I want that to fire based on which product they bought, right? I want them all going onto one list, but different automations firing based on which tags they have. So some shopping carts will integrate at a tag level. Right? It says, I will add this new purchase to this list with this tag, or even better, with these tags, right? A number of tags, right? So if you can choose list and tags, or even list and form, um, that's a much, much better integration. And then the really clever people have an integration that works on a number of levels, meaning that if someone buys something, they go on to this list with this tag. If they refund something, we give them this tag, which might fire a refund automation. If the card doesn't work, if the card we can't charge the card because the card's expired, that gives them a different tag, and a different automation can fire, right? To, to to spark our workflow behind the scenes at the back office to chase that customer down, get a new credit card number, etc. Right? So, um, the so list level. Is kind of the most basic. We don't really like that. List level plus tags is great, and then list level plus tags with multiple events: new purchase, cancel, refund, credit card expiry, etc. Um, and I can I can tag each one of those events differently. That's the holy grail, right? That's the best integration you can you're going to get. And there's a couple of cards that do that. So we're going to highlight some of those in the coming shows. So just to review there quickly. Make sure before you go out and look for a cart that you at least make an effort to write down your requirements first. It will make the process so much easier, so much quicker, and you're going to be so much happier with the solution you get at the end of it. Now, I have gone through this process myself a number of times, and I've gone through it with a number of people a number of times. And those people who don't write down the requirements, it always ends up in a shit fight. They They're not happy with what they put in. They are initially happy because it looks great, and then they put it in they go, hey, it doesn't do this, and they change and they want to go find another cart. And putting in a cart is a decent amount of work. It's not as, you know, I don't care what anybody says about, hey, 10 minutes and you're up and running. There's a little more to it than that. Um, And having to change and swap is a painful exercise. So take the time to do your requirements first. Write down a list of everything you can think of. Break those into must-haves, nice-to-haves, then rank them one to ten, then go out looking for a shopping cart that meets those requirements, and you have a grading sheet that you can compare them against, right? So, so again, some of the things: do we need credit card, credit card and PayPal, um, or just PayPal? Or do we need those on the same order form? Do we need one-off payments only, or do we need recurring payments as well? Do we need shopping cart functionality where we put multiple products into a cart and check out? Do we need upsells, cross sells, down sells? How good is the integration? How good is the customer management? What kind of metrics do we get? What kind of volume am I putting through this? Uh, And, you know, do I need an affiliate program or something along those lines? So that's your homework. Go out and put your requirements together. And I will see you next week. We're going to talk about a particular cart. We're going to break down a couple of different carts over the coming shows. And we're going to compare and contrast and, and and, and hopefully help you pick the one that's right for you. Not the best one, but the one that's best for your needs. See you next time, everybody. All right, that's our Tactical 20 podcast for this week. If you have any questions or any topics you'd like to see covered on future Tactical 20 podcasts, you can always send me an email at barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at theactivemarketer.com and let us know what you'd like to see. Also, if you head over to the show notes... um, for this episode and just leave a comment or leave a comment in any of the episode show notes. Tell us what you'd like to see and we'll make sure we cover it on an upcoming episode. So get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. See you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.